Hello and welcome to another episode of Rebel with the Cause. I am your host, Eric. Coming to you from Dallas, Texas. Finally got everything moved in. So, in case you're wondering, the uh, I get a little bit of an echo because there's just nothing else uh, in the in this apartment that I'm living in currently. Um, so I do apologize for that. I'll try to minimize it as much as possible. I know that can be a little tough though. Um, so this episode, I kind of wanted to touch on some uh, news fit to share. And um, we've had a whole bunch of stuff um, come up the last couple of weeks while I've been doing uh, interviews and moving out of town and getting set up in the new place. So we are going to take a little trip on down some memory lane. Okay, so main thing I kind of wanted to touch, um, the thing in Syria, um, Donald Trump, um, began, uh, moving troops out of, uh, Northern Syria and, uh, immediately moved them to Saudi Arabia. So before you guys start, uh, cheering and applauding his anti-war stance after sending out a tweet that the endless wars need to end, you know, and then, you know, immediately sends, <laughs> immediately, uh, sends troops over to a, a different country that uh, we're not welcome in, um, and was actually cited as one of the reasons for some of the terror attacks. But, um, here we have, uh, a president sending, you know, getting troops out of there, you know, okay, great. But you send them over to Saudi Arabia. Uh, the news media, um, whose marching orders uh, might as well come from the State Department, um, immediately got on the thing. Oh, well, we're, you know, we're leaving the Kurds to, to fend for themselves. Um, as far as I know, uh, the Kurds are not an ally of the United States. Now, what do I mean by that? Turkey is an ally to the United States because they're all both signed into uh, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, also known as NATO. The Kurds are not. Turkey has been a NATO ally for 70 years. Now, this is not excusing anything. Okay, I'm going to make a point. George Washington, a long time ago, said not to get embroiled in foreign affairs with several different countries. Uh, we use the cliche, entangling alliances. This is an entangled alliance. You know, you have a 70-year NATO treaty signee in Turkey versus a different sect of people who don't really belong anywhere. You know, the Kurdish people, you know, they're in Iraq, they're in Syria, they're in Turkey. They're just kind of all over the place. So with uh, Donald Trump moving out, well, naturally, the Kurds are going to have to choose an ally. They're not going to choose Turkey. Turkey wants them all dead and is willing to commit genocide to get rid of them. 
It's not the first time Turkey has wiped out people. Look up the Armenian genocide. So in this case, Donald Trump moves these troops out of the way. You know, and gives a little warning to Turkey. Hey, don't do this because there'll be economic sanctions, which, by the way, are an act of war. I also sell that shirt in my store on teespring.com <laughs> forward slash rebel with a cause podcast, which you can find in the show notes down below. Uh, yes, economic sanctions are, are an act of war. The news media then that's their entire talking point afterwards. Oh, well, he, you know, he did it, you know, without advice from the Joint Chiefs. He did this, and now the Kurds are going to get slaughtered, and then the blood will be on his hands. Impeach. Impeach. I'm literally shaking. So in this uh, instance, um, yeah, what did the Kurds do? They immediately took an alliance with Bashar al-Assad, who, whether or not you like him or not, I'm not saying the guy's a good guy. But he is the leader of the country of Syria. He's not a dictator. He was elected that in that position. You know, he shaves his chin every morning. So like it or not, this is the best the Kurds are going to do. You know, they don't want to deal with Assad any more than anybody else. That's the best they're going to do. So the news media, in all of its excitement, um, then puts out, uh, and this is ABC News uh, in in specifically, uh, they got this, this footage of, you know, machine gun fire and fireballs going off. And it's, you know, pretty impressive. I'm like, ooh, something happened. But I was like, wait, I've seen this footage before. That is not the Turkey military firing on unsuspecting Kurds. Nope. Turns out that's the, uh, the Knob Creek machine gun shoot that happens in Kentucky every year. See, if you are a very wealthy person and you can afford a pre-1986 machine gun, and folks, yeah, you can legally own a machine gun in this country. You have to purchase it prior to it being manufactured in 1986. Uh, or you're going to have to go through a class three dealer who can make one for you. And it's not cheap. You know, I seen an, uh, an M16 lower and anybody who knows what AR 15s are that, you know, there's a upper receiver and a lower receiver. The lower receiver is the serial numbered part that the ATF considers the gun. The upper receiver, barrel, everything else, that's not part of the gun. Just that lower receiver part, which has got the serial number, which the ATF considers the firearm. That little part had to be manufactured before 1986. And you've got to get paperwork and, you know, check your local state laws. Sometimes you have to go and ask your local sheriff for permission to buy it, which it's an infringement, all of it. 
you know, you have to pay a tax stamp of $200. Uh, or you have to go to a class three dealer to have it made for you. And all that is, you know, that costs money. You know, we're not talking street walking scum being able to go into, a, a, you know, the gun show to go buy fully automatic weapons. Pass a background check and instantly get it right then and there in the parking lot. That's not how a legal sale works of a NFA item, a National Firearms Act item. Specifically, the Hughes Amendment. So at Knob Creek, Kentucky, they sell these things because a bunch of rich people who have rich people toys, and in this case, automatic machine guns, go there to horse trade. They trade these machine guns amongst themselves. You know, they'll get one that's equal value. They have, like, all of the FFLs up there signing paperwork and everything. And at the, the last night, you know, they'll put, like, a car or some washing machines out there filled with Tannerite. And they'll just, they'll just do an ammo dump. Thousands of rounds. Tracers, everything. It looks pretty pretty cool at night because you get all the explosions, you get all the tracer rounds going off. But it's not a battlefield. It's a gun range in Kentucky. Now, ABC likes to play that uh, they made a mistake. So my theory of how this happened, somebody gave them this footage, doctored it a little bit, to kind of make it grainy so you couldn't really tell where it was from uh, and told them, hey, this is, you know, breaking news. This is the, the footage from northern Syria. This is, uh, you know, Turkey bombing and their military shooting down Kurds as they're walking. And they didn't check it and they just ran with it. Okay, that's not attributing to malice what could be easily explained as stupidity on their part. Okay, let's don the monogram tinfoil hat for a moment. And one would think they looked for footage on YouTube that looked enough like a gun battle. Spent a couple of hours, you know, fiddling with the uh, the contrast and, you know, making it look grainy, and then ran it as the story. Because their handler in the newsroom said, "Yeah, you know, just find gun range shooting, and you know, you got plenty of these hicks out there in the sticks, blowing up, you know, washing machines and stuff. That'll be enough. Those dumb dumbs." that eat too many fucking potato chips and drink beer all day, they'll, they'll buy anything. Right? And so I have to apologize. Some appliance kicked on, so it's getting a little bit louder, so I don't know if the, <laughs> if the filter will work for this, but uh, I apologize. So that's one thing. Okay, we got the news. Just eating a press release from the State Department or whatever it was, a 4chan hoax, whatever it is, and passing it off as news. You know, 
it's too bad their credulous, uh, you know, their incredulousness uh, uh, wasn't checked in 2001. It wasn't checked in 2003 when all of this stupid nonsense started. But, you know, here we are. Um, oh, thank you, advertisement. <laughs> Apologize for that. Um, it's gonna be doing a lot of apologies on this, I guess, till I get the, till I get this recording situation figured out. Um, oh, this is a interesting, uh, interesting one. Uh, Catalan leaders demand talks with Madrid after violent clashes. Hmm. Uh, let's see, Barcelona. Uh, separatist Catalan leaders on Saturday called upon Spanish government to enter in talks as Barcelona braced for fresh violence after days of clashes between police and protesters. Nearly 200 people were hurt in another night of clashes with radical separatists hurling rocks and fireworks at police who responded with tear gas and rubber bullets. Uh, hardcore movement of young separatists, Aran, A-R-R-A-N, or Aaron, uh, called for a new demonstration against repression for the 1600 Greenwich Mean Time in central Barcelona. <laughs> uh, we exhort the head of the government to fix today and our to sit with us for unconditional talks. Um, regional President uh, Kiem Tora, and I apologize if I mispronounced that, but. Uh, uh, so the Spanish, you know, Catalan has been trying to separate itself from Spain for for quite a while now, and um, I think uh, here recently, since the uh, the Hong Kong um, protest has kind of taken center stage, we kind of get to move the Catalan and the yellow vests and whatever other uh, protests that are happening out there. Um, Uh, you know, to get sidelined. Uh, you know, the uh, Hong Kong protests uh, here recently have also been a been quite the uh, quite the uh, the shit show as well. Um, you know, it's bad. You know, it's really fucked up. Is when South Park immediately has your number. <laughs> I watched that episode where uh, Stan's dad, Randy Marsh. Uh, tries to go to China to bring him Tigrity Weed. And, um, you know, he's got all the all of the Disney characters along with him. You know, Iron Man and Thor was there. And, and uh, uh, you know, the evil Mickey character that they developed a couple of seasons ago makes a, makes a reappearance. <laughs> Old Pooh Bear. Uh, that was all based off of a uh, little viral video that actually got banned in China for making uh, Xi Jinping uh, look like a uh, Pooh Bear. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so now you have all these people, you know, siding with the Hong Kong um, demonstrators. And uh, the NBA, you know, came down on one coach who was using the, uh, using his Twitter account, you know, to say that he stood with Hong Kong. And the NBA actually has a lot of little dealings with the, with the Chinese. And uh, everything could, you know, how I'm going to respond to that could be found in that South Park episode. You know, hey, you know, I'm willing to sell my ideals of free speech for 
for Chinese cash, right? As that's basically all it boils down to. Uh, you know, that's a market of over a billion people, and it's a billion people who have all gotten rich despite communism because Hong Kong is a free trade zone. That was the uh, one of the deals for British giving Hong Kong back to the Chinese was that it was a you know one country two systems type of thing where Hong Kong was its own separate thing apart from Beijing. Um, oh, what's that? It's a mid-roll read. And so, you know, there's you know, there's a lot of money flowing through Hong Kong because of it. But a lot of it's trying to get into that Chinese market and um, so yeah, you'll see people and they will just give up for you know, they'll just they'll lay down for Chinese money and it doesn't really matter, you know, because they'll have uh, um, basically their own sensors and everything. Oh, you can't show that movie here in, in China until you change this scene. Okay, why? <laughs> All right, well, then you don't get into a Chinese market. That's just how that's going to be. Uh, we recently saw that with Iron Man 3. They added an extra scene where a Chinese doctor takes the uh, the metal uh, shrapnel out of his heart. Um, and that, that scene was only for Chinese audiences. Uh, I think it's like as a, like an extra scene on the on the Blu-ray. Um, we even seen it back um, going for the uh, the remake of uh, Red Dawn. You know, originally that was supposed to depict uh, North Korean troops entering the country, and uh, since North Korea is a client state of China. China said no. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they caved. And they made them Chinese troops instead. At least I think that's what happened with that. Or was it... Uh, Alright, so... I'm going to do some live show prep here. Everyone loves live show prep. Let's see. Uh, what was it? 2012. War film... Um, da, 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 da. Yeah. Okay, no. I actually had that the, um, the other way around. I think originally it was supposed to depict Chinese troops invading, um, And then they had switched it to North Korea. I thought it was the other way around. Um, uh, which, <laughs> yeah, the invading army of antagonists were changed from Chinese to North Korea in order to maintain access to the Chinese box office. Though the film was still not released in China. <laughs> it still wasn't released. They just switched it back. Um... So, yeah, which actually would have been a little bit more believable that the Chinese would have invaded over North Koreans. Uh, but, yeah, so there you go. That was, uh, you know, all the way back in 2012, you know, and probably a lot before that. I uh, just can't think of any examples right offhand. Um, 
<laughs> where uh, where people are trying to appease uh, the Chinese uh, censorship board or whatever it is called uh, to make sure that they get the that sweet Chinese cash. So, uh, and a pre pretty good demonstration of this was the uh, was a recent meme I saw, that I saw of LeBron James who had came out and chastised one of the was either a coach or one of the players for talking bad about China. And uh, the one meme had uh, Miga and Kelly on one hand saying "shut up and dribble," and with uh, LeBron's face next to it says "that's racist." And then they show uh, President Xi Jinping saying "shut up and dribble," and then they just show him playing basketball. <laughs> uh, it couldn't be any more transparent. Um, so yeah, we truly live in the clown world, and you know Hong Kong. I don't know what to tell you. People are willing to sell out their ideals of speaking whatever's on their mind uh, over, you know, trying to win over a market. And you know what? You, you can do without the Chinese market. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to, to get there. I know your Fifth Avenue marketing team is telling you, hey, you need to get into Hong Kong. You need to get into China. That's a billion people with disposable income. How disposable that is, I don't know. But, you know, at the same time, if they're, you know, there's going to be all these terms and conditions to those type of deals where it's like, okay, well, yeah, you can't talk bad about us. Uh, you can't make any allusions to 1989 in Tiananmen Square or anything like that. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, well, I, we don't have to do business. I, I can make a movie and sell it to American and European audiences and they'll they'll eat it up. Because after all, you bumpkins with your Doritos and your beer all day, you'll buy anything, right? Okay, so switching gears. Um, I'm going to talk about the false left-right paradigm. Something I've noticed. It is a false paradigm. There, there is no... Left or right. Um, so, yes, while I think the little funny, uh, you know, box that's been sectioned off into four quarters with the lower right showing anarcho-capitalism, which is silly, um, you know, I do like seeing those little funny memes. That are, they are kind of funny, but it's a distortion of the truth. There is only bottom and top. That's the actual... Differ, uh, differential is is bottom and top. And what do I mean by that? All right, so if you've taken the Nolan quiz, then you know that at the deep part of the bottom of that diamond is pure controlled dictatorship. Think Soviet Russia like in the 1950s. You know, think Pol Pot. You know, think... Uh, Mao Zedong and the Great Leap Forward. You know, and maybe a few steps above there, you have, you know, your Hugo Chavez, your Nicolas Maduro's. You know, the United States uh, probably hovering somewhere in the bottom part of the middle. 
where the agorists, the anarcho-capitalists, the voluntarists, the very tip-top, the very top. And those two sections of that diamond is authoritarian at the bottom and libertarian at the top. Okay. And that's the actual dichotomy that you need to focus on. That there is no left or right. Don't even concern yourself with that. I don't pay attention to the Democrat debates. I'm not paying attention to the Republican debates when they come out, if they have one. I know they've had one so far with Bill Weld and Joe Walsh that nobody really watched. I know I didn't. I heard about it later. I was like, oh, they had one? Oh. Interesting that the news media wouldn't cover that. But yeah, there's there's no left or right. You know, it's basically horseshoed at this point. There's there's no difference between the two. To quote Carol uh I was gonna say Carol Quigley, but that might be wrong. Thomas Quigley, maybe? Anyways. My brain is fried. <laughs> um Tragedy and Hope. That was the name of the book. There's not a dime's worth of difference between the two parties. It's just, are they on the program when they get to Washington or are they not? You know, there's only been a few congressmen and everything over the last 240 years that have not been on the program. Dr. Ron Paul was one of them. I think right now we're seeing that uh, Thomas Massey and uh, Justin Amash are becoming two others. So, yeah, there is no left or right. Just get that thinking out of your head. There's only authoritarian versus libertarian. The state versus you. And that's it. That's all you really need to focus on. It's like, I'm sorry, are you going to let me live however I choose, even if I'm making a mistake? You know, I have this conversation over and over again with people. Well, how are we going to stop X from happening? You know, my response is, we're not stopping X from happening now. You know, I can't give you a detailed plan sheet of how we're going to do things, you know, from top to bottom. You know, first of all, there's got to be a cultural shift in order for this to work. And we ain't there yet. You know, that's like podcasts like this and others are, are trying to change that a little bit. We're trying to get into those ears and maybe place a seed of, hey, you know what? If I make something at my house... I should have whatever rights to use it without nobody coming and saying boo to me about it. And whatever that thing is, you know, you fill in the blank. If I'm growing weed at my house, I should be able to smoke it and use it. It's nobody else's concern but mine. If I am making gun parts in my garage, you know, it's nobody's business but mine.
You know, if I'm making a, you know, building a motorcycle from scratch in my garage, you know, it's nobody's business but mine. So right now, people all want to be nosy, but they don't want to take the time to get to know their neighbors. Case in point, happened an hour away from me now in Fort Worth. Main doors open, screen door closed. You know, I've had a nice couple of nights over here. Hadn't been too hot, hadn't been too humid. Turn the AC off in the house, let some, let some breeze come through. Be nice and comfy. But no, busybody neighbor. Ooh, I wonder if they're okay over there. I'll call the cops. Now a woman is dead inside of her own home for doing nothing wrong, doing nothing illegal playing video games with their nephew. You know, yeah, it's a little strange, you know, past two o'clock in the morning, but no, it's none of my business. And here it is. Oh, you look over and you see the doors open. Hmm. I wonder if she's okay. Get your fat butt up. Walk over to your neighbor's house. Knock on the screen door and ask. Hey, I uh, saw your door open. Is everything okay? To which she would have replied, Yeah, you know, just turn off the AC. Getting a breeze going through the house. It's nice and comfy. Thanks for checking on me. Bye. That's all you really got to do. That's not that hard. That way, cops aren't called. Cops with itchy trigger fingers aren't called. You know, I watched the video footage. Show me your hands, show me your hands. Bang. Didn't even, didn't even wait a second. Came to the house, he started sneaking around the place. And then the news gonna get out there. Oh, she had a gun in the house. <laughs> yeah, no shit, it's the fucking south. It's Texas. People got guns in their house to protect themselves. Oh, but they're not allowed to shoot a cop, right? You know, go back to Larkin Rose. When is it okay to shoot a cop? At that point, he's trespassing. He hasn't identified himself as a police officer. Yeah, laid his fucking ass up. Be the last time he comes prowling around a house. I don't care if it's in accordance with his duties. You're not supposed to be there. Even common sense would have told that police officer, hey, you know, it's supposed to be a wellness check. Let me go knock on the door. And cops are going to lie. So, yeah, you can lie. So, you're like, yeah, you know, I was driving by. I saw the door open. Want to make sure you was okay. Okay. And even if the lady got like all hostile right there and said, fuck off, pig. You just got a grin and bear it and said, okay, ma'am, have a nice night and just walk away. Yeah. All right. She's fine. But folks, I mean, don't call the cops. It's just going to make matters worse. Even if you think that there's nothing wrong, that there's probably nothing wrong. I mean, go do it yourself. What is the worst that's going to happen to you? You get yelled at. 
I mean, if you can't handle being yelled at by somebody, you got problems. I've been yelled at a bunch. I'm okay. All right. So, really silly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Lesson learned. Don't call the cops for anything. Don't do it. Take care of it yourself. Especially if it's something as silly as, oh, I see my neighbor's door is open. Let me go over there and find out if they're okay. You know, you don't know. You don't know. You could have walked over there. The lady could have been passed out on the floor and she just managed to get the door open. Because most spring, uh, screen doors I've ever come across, they all have that, you know, automatic close thingamabobber on them to automatically close it. I mean, maybe she got to the door and just managed to open the door, but couldn't quite get through the uh, screen door before passing out or whatever. But yeah, you can be your own first responder to a situation. You know, when I was living in Louisiana, we had an elderly lady who lived across the street. You know, I would see her mow grass and stuff by herself. You know, she's, you know, well into her 70s. You know, every time I saw her out there on the on the mower, you know, I kind of go by the window every now and then, just look out, make sure she was uh still alert and aware. But yeah, at no moment would I have ever would have thought to call the police if I saw her pass out on the lawnmower, or she went around the building but didn't come out the other side. I would have went over there. You know, you take care of your neighbors, neighbors going to take care of you. Okay. So, but I think that's going to do it uh, for this week. Next week, my 100th episode of Rebel with Cause podcast uh, featuring the voluntary vixens, Jesse and Maddie. Um, <laughs> and it's actually apropos that it comes out right before Halloween because the episode took a weird turn right from the beginning. <laughs> And so it's uh, spectacular, as the, as I like to say. So with that said, uh, guys, please take a little tour down to the show notes uh, at the bottom of the page. Um, you know, support the support the podcast. Let me use some advertising dollars to get in in front of new eyes and uh, new ears. Uh, you know, I've got the Patreon, the Subscribestar, Bitbacker, uh, Teespring, like I mentioned earlier. If you want to buy a shirt or whatever, but please. Support the show. Uh, at the very least, you know, maybe I can get some stuff to put on the walls where it doesn't sound like I'm sitting in the bottom of a cave. <laughs> Anyways, guys, uh, have fun. I'll see you next week with Jesse and Maddie. Uh, guarantee you it's going to be a great one. All right. Out.